0: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 150. Today, as you see by the title, is our Walt Disney World trip report from our trip in early to mid-October of 2019. So here's what our plan is to cover all in this episode. Might be a long one. So we're going ahead and throwing that out there. But I do think these are really helpful because you guys kind of know us from listening to the podcast and how we perceive and take things in the parks. So we want to share our experiences so that you can take that and have the best time on your next trip. So we're going to talk about Galaxy's Edge, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, food, including food and wine. Yeah with that. And then just sort of some of our overall impressions, where we stayed, things that happened, skyline or drama, (laughs) (laughs) everything involved with that.
1: Yeah. So we love these episodes. It's exciting just to kind of talk about and reflect on our trip and share it with you guys. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started.
0: Yeah. So I think maybe let's first share just sort of the groundwork of where we stayed and everything involved with that who all was with us you guys probably know because we've been sharing it for a while but this was my family's side my side of the family's big trip Um, and it was also our first trip with our niece who is almost 18 months at this point so we knew going in that it was going to be a different type of trip for us obviously and we were very excited for that yeah so that we could experience you know all of fantasy land and sort of the things geared towards children and babies that we normally don't get to take in so we stayed at the polynesian for this trip um that's one of our dvc home resorts stayed there for a week we got three um, of the deluxe studios, you know, me and Catherine had one, my brother, my sister in law, and Ellie, our niece, had one, and then my parents had one as well. Polynesian going into this was my favorite resort. I think it is still my favorite resort. (laughs) Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. So that's, I think that's a good thing to mention. I mean, we love the Polynesian. We like the location. We like the amenities and the things that they have there, particularly Dole Whip. I think we ate Dole Whip like at least three times on this trip, which is always a good thing. Um, So yeah, overall, the Polynesian was great. Clean rooms, nice big rooms, perfect size for us. Um, cause with the deluxe studios, they have like two bathrooms. So
0: But only one toilet, but, but, still, but two showers, which is really convenient in the mornings,
1: two sinks, like two getting ready areas. So Brendan had a bathroom and I had a bathroom, which is like a better setup than we have at home. So it worked out really well. And just as kind of like a side note, this was our planned trip with Brendan's family. So we spent the most time with him. But, of course, my mom and my dad were also down there. And then, as always, my sister was down there as well. So there were a few times where it was, like, the whole family together, which was kind of crazy. It was the first time we've ever done that, too.
0: If you guys remember back to our episode with Lizzie, um, at the wonderful thing about Lizzie's, she talked about she's a bubble popper. Mm -hmm. Like, she likes to mix different groups and whatnot. I am not a bubble popper. Like, I like to keep my bubble separate. Obviously, it's different because it's all family and it's all kind of under one roof. But there is sort of that uneasiness that comes with like two different sides of the family all together all the time.
1: Yeah. Because and- kind of
0: one knows you from one aspect and the other knows you from a different area. It's, it's an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, we'll definitely get into that here in a few minutes, especially as we talk about Galaxy's Edge, I think.
0: Yeah. So. I love, I would book Polynesian when it's just you and I all the time. I think the rest of our family, I think they enjoyed the Polynesian, especially the convenience of it being on the monorail. I do think they prefer to have the two queen beds set up instead of the one bed with a pullout couch. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, we know Old Key West has that set up. I think Saratoga did, but they are renovating it, and I think they might be going towards the one bed and one pull-out couch setup.
1: Yes, that'll be interesting to see.
0: Because we're staying there in February. Yeah, we are. So, yeah. Anything else to add on the Polynesian?
1: (laughs) I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It was overall, it was great. I was kind of downing captain cooks at first and then i realized at the very end of the trip that i did i in fact love it so um
0: i wish you would have told me that earlier
1: yeah i know i know so anywho let's talk about galaxy's edge
0: yeah so galaxy's edge was i'm i was excited to see it before we went however I've sort of had a lot of reservations about Smuggler's Run. I didn't know how I would feel about the particular attraction. I also have been sort of reserving my excitement for Rise of the Resistance. Just because I think that's going to be...
1: Mind-blowing.
0: Mind-blowing. Probably the best ride I've ever been on in my life. If, If the rumors and the expectations are true, I think it'll be the most fun thing I've ever done. (laughs)
1: so fingers crossed for that because those are pretty high expectations they're
0: they're as high (laughs) as they get but that was sort of my feeling was i feel like i'm getting galaxy's edge light okay Mm -hmm. instead of getting the full experience i will say i loved it yeah i thought it was extremely immersive i thought all the food and beverage options were fantastic I thought Smuggler's Run was good for what it is. I don't think you can view it as a flight of passage. Because it's the Navi River journey of that.
1: Of, of that land. Of
0: Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be the e-ticket attraction. That's Rise of the Resistance. I think for what it is, it, it was good. What do you think?
1: I'm going to stop you right there. So are we talking about Smelger's Run first? Because I feel like Brendan's little mind is like ping-ponging right now, and I'm going to need us to go one thing at a time because we created a, a list.
0: Okay, let's start with just galaxies, at, like the atmosphere first.
1: Okay, so to set the scene, your late sleepers, morning haters, don't wake up early for anything people. We woke up for extra, extra magic hours, which means our sleepy butts were there at 6 a.m. It was a struggle, but we did it. So we woke up. It was just me, Brendan, and Jordan, Brendan's brother, and we made our way over there. Um, We'll talk about the buses later, but the bus was, I feel like, late picking us up, but we got... Um, To Galaxy's Edge. It took us 30 minutes to make it through the bag check for security. So if you're ever doing that, I would keep that in mind. I don't know if that was like a, just a fluke on our part or if that's normally what happens. But if you're planning to go for extra, extra magic hours, I guess get there extra, extra, extra early because we spent 30 minutes in the bag line.
0: We got there at Mm 6.05 and we did not walk into the park. Until like 635 or 640.
1: Yeah. So that that was the first thing. So then we made it to Galaxy's Edge after writing some other things first. But um, the first thing we did was just kind of take it in. So we um, just kind of leisurely walked through like the store area, the, the marketplace. I guess I shouldn't call it a store area. The marketplace. <laughs> um, we took pictures. by you're going to have to help me out. What was the ship, the first one?
0: Um, well, it wasn't the X-Wing, but it was across from the X-Wing. So it was in the Resistance area. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that particular ship is called. Okay,
1: it was a little red one.
0: Yeah, it's not a pod racer, but it looks like a pod racer. I don't know.
1: All right, so we took some pictures. Um, we just kind of walked around, and we were hungry. So we stopped to get a Ronto Wrap the breakfast version because i'm a big breakfast fan um so what did you think about that
0: i thought the ronto wraps were interesting um i wish we would have tried the normal one
1: mm-hmm. my sister got it we could have tried some of hers
0: the breakfast one was good um if you're comparing it to other breakfast options in hollywood studios breakfast tachos <laughs> blow it out of the water 10 out of 10 times I agree. But the Ronto Wrap, it, was, it wasn't it was bad, mm-hmm. but it I, didn't, like, blow me away.
1: I felt like I was eating a hot dog for breakfast, which kind of tripped me out. I couldn't – I didn't eat the whole thing.
0: Yeah. So, if you guys don't know, normal Ronto Wrap, I believe, is the pita bread. Do they put cheese on it? It's the sausage. It's a sausage link.
1: Mm-hmm. Some sort of slaw.
0: And then a slaw. And I think there's cheese on it as well, but don't hold me to that. And the breakfast version – they just change it up a little bit, and it's the pita bread, eggs, and cheese.
1: And sausage. And it, there was some sort of sauce, too.
0: There was a little bit of sauce. One thing that we did hear from some of our friends is that our eggs were kind of like a, I don't know, like a like an egg pancake almost, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the ones in Disneyland are actually scrambled eggs, like fluffy Like, you can Mm -hmm. tell they cracked an egg, Uh. they put it on a skillet, (laughs) and then they scooped that into the pita bread. Yeah. Ours was sort of like a McDonald's, like what you would get on an Egg McMuffin
1: Yeah, egg. It it makes sense because our Ronto Wrap was ready, I think, before we could even finish paying. So, that might be part of it. But, eh, like Brendan said, if if you want breakfast, we would definitely recommend the tachos instead. So, we kind of walked around... Um, we waited for my sister and my parents to meet up with us and then we decided we want to try smuggler's run.
0: So the first time we did it, I believe the wait was around 50 minutes at that point in the morning. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it briefly, but we did explore other areas of the park before we went, in, we went into Galaxy Z. So we did Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, walked right on to both of them. Mm-hmm. So if you were planning on going for extra magic hours... That is a really great option. Um,
1: we didn't get to ride Slinky because it was down that morning.
0: But we, if it was running, we would have done that as yeah. well. You can knock out the rest of the park in that in the extra magic hours.
1: One hundred percent,
0: if you do it strategically. So our plan was going into it to do the rest of the park, and then get in line for Smuggler's Run at like eight or eight thirty. Mm-hmm. The the normal park hours begin at nine, so that we could kind of be in between those two rushes um i think that's when we ended up doing it but we got in line for single rider because my brother had done it earlier and it was a walk-on at that point and it was pretty much a walk-on for us as well we had an anomaly very strange experience happen that i promise you
1: will probably never happen again never
0: happen again so i even hate sharing it because i know other people can't replicate this yeah we had a, six of us in total get into the line. Mm-hmm. They gave us all our all of our assignments and three and three. Yep, they gave us three in one color, three in another color, and then the party behind us was a dad and two little boys. They got all three the same color.
1: So um, I this, can't even
0: remember how this worked It out. was
1: It was kind of weird. So we were in the single rider line. We probably only waited like five to ten minutes, and it was so fast. And typically when you're in the single rider line, they just fill in like two or three people depending on the other party size. Because if you wait in the entire line, they try to guarantee that you'll be like a pilot. Like they'll give you the cooler jobs, um, which was our experience when we did wait in the line. So somehow the first three people in our group got, I don't know, the three jobs, let's say purple cards. And then the next three people got green cards. But then the other group behind us, so still single writers, got the other half of the green cards. Um, And so one person in our group was able to switch the green cards with the purple card. So all six of us got tried together. So it was it happened really fast because they were just trying to rush us onto the ride. Uh, My head was kind of spinning. I didn't really know what was going on. All I know is they took my purple card and gave me a green one and we ran into the thing. So like Brendan said, I think they were pretty upset with us. I don't think they wanted us to switch cards. But it was a good time.
0: It worked out and... Like I said, it happened – like you said, it happened so quickly. I really don't even know all the specifics of what happened. Yeah. All I know is I got to be pilot for the first time that I wrote it. So I was right pilot for ours. My brother was left pilot. Catherine, you were gunner. You and Elizabeth were gunners, mm-hmm. your sister, um, and then the rest of our party was back in the bag. Yeah. It was Sarah and Jeff from Adult and Disney. I don't think it it matters if we say –
1: Okay, yeah, so our friends Sarah and Jeff were with us too, so they were the engineers. Um, So it was a fun time. I think we definitely enjoyed all getting to ride together that first time. I think it added to the experience. Um, Overall impressions of Smuggler's Run, I like the ride. I think it has the cool factor. Um, But for me, it just kind of feels like a big video game. And I mean, in a, in a sense, that is what it is. I mean, you're pressing buttons and making things happen. Um, I mean, it's cool. It's I guess it gives you that kind of like immersive feeling, you know, that you're really piloting the Millennium Falcon, but it felt like a video game.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead. And, we both wrote it twice mm-hmm. and we both, you got to be pilot once, I got to be pilot once, and then we were both gunners once as well. Here's my opinion on it. Pilot is really the only position worth waiting for. Mhm. I was bored being gunner. I was still present and still enjoying my experience because you were piloting and I was getting to, you know, watch how you were doing and, you know, there was still the team aspect to it that we were trying to gain Both of the whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even know what they're called. The
1: cargo things.
0: Both the cargo packages, yada, yada, yada. I can't imagine how boring it would be to be engineer. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, because even I have to think just in that seating position, I mean, you're farther away from like the screen itself. And because the way that the seats are just like one behind the other, like it's not staggered in any way. Like I can imagine it would even be just like harder to see everything that's going on, you know. So that would that would probably be my part to it.
0: Yeah. So a question that we had going into it is, is it worth it to do just single rider or do you need to wait through The whole line. And I think it depends on what your goal is out of it. If you want to be pilot and guarantee that you are going to pilot the Millennium Falcon, it's worth waiting in the line.
1: You pretty much have to.
0: I would probably say wait up to an hour, maybe 45 minutes would be the max that I would wait to guarantee that you're the pilot. If you are just going through the queue to see Hondo Anaka give his pre-show speech... Not worth it.
1: Yeah, we were kind of let down by the pre-show just because we thought it would be like a bigger story or a bigger build up to what was going on. And he was basically like, these are the jobs. Bring me some stuff. See you later. I mean, it was so short.
0: And this is Chewie's ship. And he doesn't want us to use it.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, Chewie was on the screen for... 10 seconds
0: I had seen that pre-show before on Instagram and YouTube and things like that I didn't feel like seeing it in person gave me any extra like sense of of the ride or like Mm -hmm. it didn't um enhance my experience at all yeah so that's probably enough about Smuggler's Run it's good I know I jumped the gun at the beginning of this episode (laughs) so I apologize but it's something that it's not i I just don't think it's meant to be the e ticket attraction that a lot of people are trying to make it out to be that it's uh it's a people eater ride like they churn people through that, yeah it also makes you appreciate the days where we didn't have fast pass because That's true, that because it was- line moved constantly
1: yes we never stood still we did stand still for a second and we realized it was because i don't know if someone got sick in the pre-show room or just spilt something but when we got in they were only filling it up halfway because they were cleaning up a big spill on the one half so that was the only time that we stood still constantly moving and it was nice because it doesn't feel like you're waiting 45 minutes when you're moving the whole time
0: the, in the full queue, it was listed at 55 minutes. I think you timed it. We waited like 65 minutes, all in all, after seeing mm-hmm. the pre-show and after waiting in the whatever that area is yeah. where you get your assignment and you're kind of waiting to be called. Yeah. Um. So pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. But I think when we go back next time, I'll just do single rider. Single rider. Unless the wait is like ridiculously short. And then – then I'd want to be pilot. Um, One last thing on this. So, unfortunately, this does depend on the party that you're with, your experience. Like, my dad wrote it, and he did single rider. He was paired with five people. They never pressed a single button.
1: Yeah, and that's super disappointing. He said they were all just recording it on their phones the whole time, all five people. That
0: honestly breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. And to think about it, because those people probably waited in that line to record it.
0: And that's all they did. Like the pilots didn't steer. The gunners didn't shoot. The engineers didn't operate the ship. Nothing. They all sat there, didn't touch a single thing. And how annoying is that if you're the one person who's not doing that?
1: The one person who like wants to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be those people. Yeah, That sucks
0: Yeah, Put your phone away for just a little while People have already YouTubed it You can see it up there
1: (laughs) So let's talk about the rest of Galaxy's Edge Because there were definitely a lot of highlights For us Um, So the first thing we'll talk about is Docking Bay 7 So we did decide with your family That that's where we wanted to eat One night you got the
0: Fried tip-yip
1: Tip-yip I got the short ribs I don't think it had a fun name Like tip-yip
0: so yip is chicken, yeah, um, and it's it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe because it's not like ground chicken. It's
1: not like a chicken nugget,
0: but it's it has to be pressed in some way because it's like a block. <laughs> it's like a rectangle block mm-hmm. of chicken, but it was cooked very well. It was tasty. It came on some mashed potatoes, and then they said it was gravy, but it really it was green. It was green, and I think it was just, like, pureed peas is what it tasted like. Mm. So I kind of ate around that, just ate the chicken and the mashed potatoes. It was really good. I was pleasantly surprised with how good it is. I will say I did see someone get the kids' meal tip yep. and that was just chicken, mashed potatoes, and I think macaroni. Ooh. So maybe if you're not, like, starving, that mm-hmm. might be...
1: A good alternative. A
0: good option. It was a smaller piece of chicken, but not by much.
1: Mm -hmm. I got the short ribs, and they actually were really good, too. They had a good flavor. Um, I didn't have to eat them with my hands because they literally fell apart, so I just used my fork to pick it all off. Um, It came with, like, a blueberry cornbread, which I just fed to Ellie because it had, like, a kind of a spice to it, but, like, almost like a weird back-of-your-throat kind of spice that I didn't really care for. Um, and it came with some, I think it was just like cabbage coleslaw because it was all purple. And I didn't eat that either. So I pretty much just ate the ribs. They were very good that I definitely didn't leave feeling like super full.
0: Yeah. I would go to Docking Bay 7 again, would you? I think I would. I thought it was solid. It
1: was good food. I mean, it it's better not... It's better than your some of your other Hollywood Studios options where it's just like a frozen burger or some chicken nuggets
0: why don't you just add AB, abc Commissary? <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone probably knows what i'm talking about so i i will say still not as good as woody's lunchbox that's probably still our favorite but it, it was good i would go again
0: yeah but it is indoor seating so that's a nice
1: which is a good bonus yeah. i'll agree
0: um oga's you want to talk about next
1: Ooh, yes
0: oga's was a blast
1: it was probably one of the highlights of our entire trip so that was the one thing that we did as a whole family the Wrights, the jenka we were all there um and it was a lot of fun so we were a party of nine and the way that the seating works in there is they kind of just put you with anyone Um, Just to kind of squeeze and pack people in. And they put us at like this little piece of bar where all nine of us couldn't really fit, but we made it work. Um, But I think it actually worked out in our favor because we kind of had like the perfect viewing spot for everything. Like when Oga's kind of like shut down, like the power kind of went out, like we were right there. When they, like, started to beat the thing to turn it back on. Like, for all the little <laughs> show parts. Yeah. You know, we were, like, right there. and We were right there by the DJ. Um, so it worked out. It was a good spot.
0: Yeah, the people next to us were really nice. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a perk. Uh, Especially
1: since we kept, like, hitting them as we would, like, try to move and talk to each other.
0: I know. As soon as they placed us there, I turned to him. I said, <laughs> sir, I'm so sorry if I bump into you. And he's like, no problem. Yep. No problem. They knew it. So it was fun. We did have Ellie in there with us. I think she, I mean, she didn't enjoy the experience, I don't think. But she She
1: likes looking at things. She had enough
0: things to look at. She looked at DJ R3X, DJ Rex, whatever you want to call him, a lot. Because wow. he was very close and he was spinning the tracks. Um, I did mention to you about halfway through our experience, like, they better play the cantina music.
1: And they did.
0: They did at the end. There was also like a um, sing-along song that I wasn't familiar with. I mean, you picked up because you just kept yelling the same word over and over again.
1: Yeah, and that was fun.
0: It was fun. Um, do you remember the drinks that you had? You had one drink and oh, then God. you had a provision.
1: Which yeah, is so free. the menu was double-sided. So, of course, on the front side, it's just all of the alcoholic drinks that you can get, and pretty much everyone in our group, I think by the time we all ordered, we had tried everything, Um, and I was getting ready to order my second drink, and I just like, for fun, flipped it over to the back to see what they had, because you can only order two things, so it doesn't matter if you get two alcoholic drinks, like a snack and an alcoholic drink, two non-alcoholic drinks, two things, they cut you off, so I was just kind of, you know, curious, and I was looking... And it said like provisions and then alcoholic provisions. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? So it ended up, they served it to you in like, what was like a Petri dish looking thing. Um, and the bartender, when I asked her about it, she basically described it as a large jello shot. So I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. So they were little boba balls in like a jello consistency kind of thing with pop rocks on the top. And it was really good. I don't know what it was called. You'll definitely see it on the menu if you look, but I would recommend it.
0: It was good. And then the other one, you had the Skywalker drink, correct?
1: The T19, I think.
0: T19 Skywalker? Mm-hmm. And that was, um, was that?
1: She The way that she described it when I ordered it, she was like, are you okay if it has like a creamy consistency? And I was like, I guess so. It was like a green drink it had like a little candied kiwi on the side i mean it was good i would get it again
0: yeah and i got two drinks i got the i think it was the gargantuan ale it was a ale it was mm-hmm. a g g word i think mm-hmm. um it was a red ale it was good i probably wish that i wouldn't got gotten two cocktails um and then the cocktail that i got was the slug slinger and it was really good mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that I know that other people in our party got the Jedi Mind Trick, which they really liked, and Mm -hmm.
1: then... The Outer Rim.
0: The Outer Rim, which is basically like a margarita.
1: Yeah, a lot of people got that. Um,
0: My brother got another type of beer, but I think that was pretty much it. The um, Jet Fuel or something like that, your dad tried to order it, and Mm -hmm. she had her disclaimer. She was like, it's basically like a sipping shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that you take. I don't know who would do that. I don't know if it's fantastic, but obviously he declined because he actually wanted a drink to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think almost everybody had their two drinks in our group. I know my mom just had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I want to point out for Ogas is that the gentleman next to me didn't have any alcoholic drinks and he had about as much fun as anybody I've ever seen in there.
1: Yeah, he had like the porg drink so he got like a festive glass and I mean it really was just a really cool experience just looking around and like we said like there's a lot of kind of interactive things like the servers or the bartenders were really nice and really friendly and liked to talk or explain things so I mean it was just a cool atmosphere and of course they kick you out after 45 minutes Um and they were really pretty prompt about that so I would Like Brendan said, I would recommend it even if you don't want to drink or just want to go with your kids. I mean, they have snacks. They have just like fruit punch kind of drinks, and it's just cool.
0: It is very cool. Um, Anything else on Ogas?
1: 10 out of 10 would recommend.
0: It is a place that I – like maybe once it starts to get less crowded, it would be just a wonderful place to drop in and have a drink. If it ever gets less crowded. If you ever don't need reservations. The other thing – quickly your mom did not want to ride smuggler's run with your dad when they got there at 6 a.m and she just noticed people walking into oga so she's like do you need a reservation to go in at this time at like 6 30 yeah and they said no come on in she got a seat at the bar and she said i would like a coffee and they said do you want alcohol in it so <laughs> if you want to drink all day you got to start in the morning and that's go a good Oga's. place to start
1: or if you're like mom when you're just looking for a cool place to hang out. They serve coffee in the morning.
0: I thought that was nice. I d- tip. I didn't expect that. No. So next, sticking with food and beverage, mm-hmm. let's talk about blue and green milk.
1: Okay. We really liked it. We This was like the one thing that I did watch um, videos about. So I didn't want to see the rides. Um, I didn't really want to see... A ton about you know the different experiences because I wanted to do it myself but I did watch other people try the blue and green milk and I was really nervous because I'm a texture person I'm a picky eater I just don't like things if we're being honest so I was nervous but I loved it I mean, a lot of people say that the green milk has, like, an earthy or, like, a dirt kind of taste.
0: I thought it tastes like Fruity Pebbles.
1: Yeah, we didn't get that at all. I think both of them were very similar. I couldn't really pick out differences between the two. I mean, I think I said that I liked blue more just because I like blue. But...
0: And I liked green more.
1: Yeah. And I don't... I mean, I would have drank both. If you, like, blindfolded me and just... Had me drink them. I don't know if I'd really be able to tell like a huge difference.
0: Someone told us that the green had more citrus tones to it than the blue did. Mm
1: -hmm. And that might be true.
0: That may be why I like like citrus flavors. Mm -hmm. So that could have been. I would get either of them at any point in the day. Yeah. Like we got them in the blazing heat. We got them at night. They melt a little bit
1: but, but it's but
0: it's not where you still don't enjoy it yeah like obviously you want it ice cold um but i i i really
1: it was almost like so when i think about the consistency and i've been thinking about this a lot and it just kind of came to me um because it's kind of like a creamy slush um i think like last summer maybe sonic if you have a Sonic near where you live, they did like cream slushes where they literally mixed the ice cream with the slush. I think it was pretty similar to that consistency. Hmm. You know, it, it you get like the little ice, you know, slushy part of it, but it is like creamier than that.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's what it made me think of if you've ever had a Sonic cream slush thing. I don't think they do it anymore, but they did like for a summer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were both good. I would get either of them. I preferred green. You prefer blue. But it was nice because we got one of each every time we got one. Mm-hmm. We were able to switch off if you were looking for a change up in the flavor.
1: Yeah. We didn't try the alcoholic versions.
0: I really don't have a desire to, to be honest.
1: No. I think that might make it weird.
0: It's kind I of don't of know. Like, it's kind of like rum with dull Whip. Like, don't mess with a good thing.
1: Yeah. We've never done that either. Um. So, big fans of that. We also tried the popcorn. And going into it, we kind of thought that you could pick, like, just the sweet or just the spicy popcorn. Turns out, it's all mixed in together and you don't get a choice. So, we tried it. Um, I think – I I overall liked it. Um, I don't necessarily think I would, like, crave it or, like, go there just to get it. Like, I would still prefer just normal Disney popcorn. Um But it was fun to try, and each kernel of popcorn, I guess, was very different because it depended on like the amount of um,
0: flavor flavor
1: that got on it. Like I liked the purple more, um, but I liked the the spicy pieces that just had a little bit of spice. Like if it was completely coated, I didn't like it.
0: I'm not really being picky. I'm not really a popcorn person, so I can't really give an honest review of it. Mm -hmm. I would never get it. But I tried a couple bites of yours when you got it. It was okay.
1: Yeah. It was all right. I mean, I would recommend trying it and getting it. Like, again, it's just part of the experience and it's fun. Yeah. And I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah. So last thing I think that we have to talk about in Galaxy's Edge is merchandise. So one of the things that we signed up for that we knew that we wanted to do was the droid experience. Mm -hmm. i want to do the lightsaber at some point it's a little too rich for my wallet right now
1: i think part of it too is like maybe when ellie gets older or like if you have a kid that would actually use the lightsaber like at some point in time like even if it's just that week to like twirl around or like you know have fun with we would just put it in the carrier and like take it home you know what i mean like we don't (laughs) <laughs> We're not gonna come home and play with the lightsaber.
0: Whereas, like the droid is sitting in our office right now, and it, like it fits our theme of our office, and like it's something that we can enjoy a little bit more, mm-hmm. even if we don't drive it, <laughs> which is very still fun. Often. But so, the droid experience—the droid itself was ninety-nine dollars. You could then add on; you could get a backpack. We chose not to. It comes with the free cardboard box that you'll see a thousand people yeah you'll see tons of people carrying them around you can also then put a personality chip in it we made a spur of the moment decision to put a personality chip in ours if we could go back i maybe wouldn't do that because it's only relevant if you are using your droid within galaxy's edge
1: and it was raining a lot the day like off and on the day that we got him so it wasn't like it wasn't raining when we left but we wouldn't want to put him on the ground because it was wet everywhere
0: so we shipped him back to the resort and obviously then we never carried him back to galaxy's <laughs> edge from the polynesian i mean it was i believe it was either 15 bucks or 20 bucks I'd i think mo- it 15 i think it was 15 mm-hmm. we got the rebel chip put in him
1: It seemed fun. Again, spur of the moment.
0: It's there. Maybe there's something you can do with the app at home that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, Someone
1: can let us know if you're like a droid expert.
0: Yeah. But so the experience starts out, you go check in, they give you a little basket, and then you go to the assembly line. Mm -hmm. And so depending on if you want a B unit, which would be like a BB-8, or if you want an R unit, which would be like an R2-D2. They show you what all pieces that you need to put together mm-hmm. your droid. So, a body. So, we did an R unit. So, for ours, it was a body, a front leg, the two side legs, and then the head that goes on top of them. I think a B unit was just like a bottom sphere, a top sphere. And then a head, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think there was a lot that went into it, honestly, because there's, there's not many pieces to it. So we chose this unit specifically because we knew it would probably be more of like a display type of piece. And with the um, B unit, the head kind of flops over when it's not being used, um, since it's just kind of like a light magnet that holds the head on. So that's why we picked the one that we did. So, it was fun picking out all the pieces like it cuz it comes by on the little assembly line and then you have to take it to where you build it yourself, which was a little, I don't want to say scary, but it's like, "Ooh, I don't want to mess this up." And it was kind of fun because you had to use like a little screwdriver to put the legs on. So, I liked doing that, and then of course, it goes through the whole activation. Process where you know they you click the button and it goes through all the different things and then it moves and the little droid helper builder I don't know helps you like work they it called
0: like a tech a like tech, a droid the tech. droid
1: tech um, so it was a fun experience I mean we loved it I definitely would recommend like if you want to do it you don't have to have a reservation but if you don't have a reservation you have to wait in like two different lines. And it's kind of just like fast pass. The people who have a reservation just walk in and they see them right away. And then if you don't have a reservation, you basically just wait until there's like a pause in the reservation line. So I can imagine you'd probably be standing there for a very long time.
0: Yeah. And just to let you know how easy it is to get a reservation, on Monday we were looking at our schedule for, or whatever day, the day before our reservation. Mm Mm-hmm. We were looking at our schedule, and because we did those extra morning, extra magic hours from 6 to 9, we knew we were going to have to take a nap at some point in that day and head back to the resort. And our droid reservation for, was at 1 o'clock, which was like exactly when we needed to get back <laughs> to the Polynesian. Yeah. Um, so I was able to go onto the website, cancel that one, and make a new one for the very next day at like four o'clock and there were multiple reservations open. Mm -hmm. I will say the reservations line that you call in for was not helpful. They told me they were all sold out. That was not true at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So you had to deal with that limbo of I'm canceling one, but making another one and making sure that they don't charge you for the cancellation fee that if you do it within 24 hours, they didn't. But they
1: didn't. Yeah.
0: And so it worked out perfectly fine so that's something that you can maybe do sort of last minute or you don't have to plan too far out in advance I don't think
1: yeah I would imagine
0: it's going to get less popular as time goes on
1: yeah I mean as more people go I mean you only really need to make a droid once like that's not an every time visit you know when we go again in February we're not going to make a second droid
0: yeah I will say the experience is a very quick process but that's not a bad thing yeah. You yeah. just weren't doing a lot of standing around and waiting. Mm-hmm. But I think we were in and out in 25 minutes probably.
1: Probably. I'd say that's safe.
0: If you do decide to keep yours and not ship it back to to your resort, um, there is a little like arena area where they put down some mats and you can test them out and run them around right outside the Droid Depot. And then, of course, you can take them within the land and... See if you can hack into things and see how it reacts to going into different areas.
1: Yeah. But it was fun. And my favorite part was naming him. So I named him CRG One.
0: Or how do you pronounce it?
1: I mean Corgi. It's it's an abbreviation for Corgi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were proud of that. I
1: was really proud of that. So that's pretty much all we have for Galaxy's Edge.
0: Yeah, we we didn't we made a point to not spend a lot on souvenirs on this trip. Yeah. I did get a little Darth Vader mm-hmm. figuring. So, if you guys know the story of Galaxy's Edge and like the inhabitants, it's current with the movies. So, like when Rise of Skywalker comes out, it'll be current with that as it goes on. Um, and so, you don't find many mentions of like Luke and Darth Vader and princess leia and kind of those characters but these toys were built they're supposed to be handmade by the people there based on the myths and the stories and the legends of these classic star wars characters Mm -hmm. so there was like a boba fett and c-3po and r2 and darth vader so i picked darth vader up it's a fun little like desk weebly wobbly thing
1: yeah listen I mean I think it was only like $15 maybe so it was like a good like okay you can get him kind of souvenir yeah
0: so we've spent almost 45 minutes on galaxy's edge I
1: know that we didn't expect that so I guess we'll jump into our next topic which is the Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and again this was kind of a big highlight for this trip because we had done the Halloween party before and we knew that we loved it Um, The first time we ever went to a Halloween party, it was the fall right after we had gotten married. So this was kind of like our first Disney trip. We dressed up like Carl and Ellie. Like the whole nine yards, we were pumped for it. Um, This time, we were excited again. Um, Since we were with Brendan's family, we dressed up as the Winnie the Pooh characters. And we did it simply, so we just got t-shirts. But it worked out well, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I guess the first thing that we were really excited for were just the different shows. So we knew
0: our cat is beating down our office door.
1: Like literally she's a maniac. Um, I forgot. I was going to say, so the shows we were excited for the shows. Um, we knew we liked the hocus pocus show. We knew we love the parade, but the fireworks was something new and different. So, what were your impressions, I guess, about all of those things?
0: Yeah, so the Hocus Pocus show is the same as years past, which is not a bad thing. Don't mess with a good thing.
1: I like the villains that they bring out. Yeah. I think that's my favorite part.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny how like each year they up the year of since they last returned. So, like, mm-hmm. I remember last year was the 25th anniversary of Hocus Pocus, so, when Winifred first comes out, she says, Oh, it's been 25 years. And then this year, she says, 26 years since we last were on Earth. Yeah. I think that's really funny. Um, and just a, a cute thing that they do. Um, over, I mean, it's a good story. It's, it's hard to complain about it. You get to see all your favorite villains. Maybe besides Ursula, is the only one that you don't get to see during that little show,
1: which kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say on it. If you've seen it in the past, it's the same type of deal.
1: So what about the parade?
0: The parade had some new additions this year, which I was excited for. And I really like this was the thing that I wanted to take pictures of Mm -hmm. on this trip. I've really started to enjoy character portraits a lot. Um, And so we decided to go to the first parade viewing, which we normally don't recommend.
1: And we did it because we were with our niece, and we knew that they probably weren't going to make it until the end of the party. So we were kind of strategic about that. Um, we were even trying to be strategic with, like, where we stood. So we decided to go to Frontierland, like, towards the start of the parade route. Um, and Brendan had already scouted out, like, where he wanted to take pictures. So we, we tried to work around that. And we ended up with a good spot. We probably should have lined up just a smidge earlier, um, but it worked out. I think the parade was probably my favorite show or favorite part of the party because I love the Boo to You. Um, song. Yeah, the song. I, I'll i sing it the whole month of October. Um, but it's, it was a lot of fun. I did like the the new... Um,
0: Editions. The
1: new additions. So The Incredibles, um, Buzz Lightyear...
0: Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Ooh, yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean. That was a really good one. And then, of course, the Gravediggers. I mean, you can't beat them. That's yeah. just cool.
0: Yeah, I like the Hitchhiking Ghosts. Um, and also the uh, Haunted Mansion Bride mm-hmm. that was scooting around somehow.
1: Floating. Brendan, she's a ghost.
0: Yeah, so that was really cool. Some of those might have been additions last year. If you guys remember, we, we didn't get to go to Mickey's Not So Scary last year because we were in Disneyland for mickey's halloween party Mm -hmm. which happened to be the last year of that yeah now we have to go to oogie boogie bash next year so we get the full gamut of everything that they offer during halloween time yes but i thought the parade was really good um i had never remembered the country bears being in it before
1: so maybe that was an addition
0: yeah um i tried to get good pictures of big al i just couldn't it's
1: it's hard because it it is obviously really dark and especially for the characters that aren't like illuminated very well it's i mean there's just no light
0: yeah so i had my camera set to pick to take pictures of the floats which were really well lit up mm-hmm. and so trying to transition to just the walking characters who didn't have any light was really difficult for my camera um but other than that i boo to you is still my favorite parade that they do
1: So what do you think about the new fireworks?
0: So I am going to be completely biased on this. I love Hallowishes, the old show. I think it's one of the best fireworks shows. But to see Jack Skellington standing on the castle stage was one of the coolest experiences of my life.
1: That was probably the best part of the whole fireworks show. Um, because I agree, I think I prefer Hallowishes over that one. Um, I I'm probably gonna sound like super critical. It, it was still a good show. Obviously, fireworks shows at Disney are always just like amazing, but I wasn't a huge fan of. I don't want to say the story because I liked the idea of the story, but like the scaling skele- the <laughs> I can't even say it, the skeleton. Part of it, I didn't really care for. Like, it was just, to me, it was just kind of, like, buying time, you know? I don't know. I, would, I didn't really like that part. Um, I wish there were more, like, villains. I think that's my favorite part about, like, Disney Halloween. Um, so, I don't know.
0: I think this is where I may disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I thought the story was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, So following the Fab Five as they go trick-or-treating and they end up in a haunted house and experience all these different villains. I thought that was very well done. And I thought the projections on the castle were a perfect accompaniment to the fireworks and kind of told a story in itself rather than sometimes they're sort of mismatched at times.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely was telling a story. But I prefer Hallowishes.
0: Yep, yeah, to each their own. But I got some really good pictures of Jack, and I'm super excited. It's some of those that, like, you don't want to post because, like, once you post them, they're gone, they're gone. forever out of your little collection. I know that's not true, but...
1: But you're going to have to do it.
0: I'm going to have to do it. But, like, it's cool to see him as a face character, like, meeting at the party. hmm But... That puppet on the stage was absolutely spot on, like the proportions of his body, like he's tall and slender. Mm -hmm. His mannerisms were perfect. It was.
1: It was really well done.
0: It was really. We
1: were hoping to see Zero, like at the Disneyland show. We were sad that he never came out in like a real life. Kind of form.
0: Yeah, he was just on the castle.
1: Mm-hmm. So we were kind of hoping and waiting for that, and he never he never appeared. But that's okay. So I guess the last kind of couple things that we wanted to mention about the Halloween party, um, first off were the crowds. And just from, like, talking to other people who have been to the party um, and their experience, this is a pretty common thing. This year, the crowds were in... Insane. Um, typically when you pay for like an after hours special event, you expect the parks to be less crowded, and that was not the case at all. This was by far the busiest park that we experienced our whole week trip. Um, it was a sold out party, so you kind of you know, you expect for a lot of people to be there, but it was way beyond any party that we've ever been to before. And we've been to the Christmas party, the one in Disneyland, and then the Mickey's not so scary two years ago.
0: Yeah. I just think in 2019, we have to start putting these special ticketed parties into different, different categories. Mm -hmm. I think that with not so scary and with very merry Christmas party, They're kind of in a league of their own that you're not paying for less crowds at that point. You're paying for the special shows and the special character experiences and the ride overlays. And crowds are kind of taken out of that equation completely. But if you want low crowds, that's where they offer the after hours events and things like that. I'm not saying it's fair. I
1: know. I would just say my rebuttal to that is when the crowds get like that, you can't... I mean obviously they offer so much you don't go into a party expecting to experience everything but it really does make it impossible. I mean and you I mean and you can't meet every character and ride every ride and see every show in a 4 hour 5 hour time period 7 to 7 to midnight, midnight. but you'd at least like to get close
0: Yeah, I will say we had a very unfortunate set of circumstances where we spent a lot of time waiting for a ride that never happened. So we decided that we were going to do Space Mountain because they turned the lights off completely and play a different soundtrack in there. We probably waited around 25 to 30 minutes. Do you think it's less?
1: I'd say we, we probably waited like 20 to 25 when it broke down. So it completely broke down. You know, they start turning all the lights on and telling the people in the ride vehicles, like, don't move. A cast member will come assist you, blah, blah, blah. Um, And at that point, we're like, oh, well, we'll just wait it out for a minute. Like, surely it'll come back on. And then they evacuated everybody out of the line, out of everything, like, game over.
0: It just kind of really threw our plan for a loop. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, blame that on us not getting to experience everything. But it certainly contributed.
1: Mm -hmm, Because we did end up going back at the end of the night to ride it again. So we did end up waiting another like 25 minutes. So we spent almost an hour probably just on the Space Mountain. And again, I mean, that was like a personal decision that we made to do that. But to us, that was one of those like ride experiences that we really wanted
0: to have. It was really fun. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It was a ton of fun. But just to give you an idea of how our party went, we never stepped foot in Frontierland or in Adventureland.
1: Nope. Yeah. We wanted to get over to the Pirates of the Caribbean, but that was kind of one of those like last minute decisions that we made.
0: And the parade kept blocking us, so we couldn't get over there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we um, were actually on our way over to Adventureland where we got sidetracked and we saw that Stitch was meeting. And Brennan was like, huh, I wonder if he's going to be in his Elvis outfit. So we asked the attendant standing there, and he said he was. So when, when there's an opportunity to meet Elvis Stitch, I mean, what else are you going to do? So we kind of veered away from our plan to be able to do that. And then since we were in Tomorrowland, we just kind of made our way back. It worked out.
0: Yeah. The other characters that we met, we met... The Mad Hatter and Alice, which the Mad Hatter's been on my bucket list for a really long time. Um,
1: it lived up to the hype.
0: They were a lot of fun. They were
1: a lot of fun. That you could Cookie. enjoy.
0: You could tell. You could tell that they enjoyed working together. Yeah. Like meeting together. They yeah. had a lot of back and forth between the two of them. We were going to meet the Queen of Hearts and Tweedledee and Tweedledum, but their line got cut off before we got a chance to. And then we wanted to meet. Winnie the Pooh and all of those friends Mm -hmm. in their Halloween costumes since we were wearing Pooh and Piglet, the two of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But we didn't get a chance to do that either. Did we meet any other characters? I know Ellie, our niece met Lotso. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think that's it. I think that might have been it. I really wish we could have met Moana. I really wish that we could have rode the um, Pirates of the Caribbean. We did yeah. ride the, the tea the, party. The tea, the mad tea party has mm-hmm. an overlay for the Halloween party this year. It was just a different soundtrack.
1: It was, and it was like techno and the lights were flashing. I mean, the line wasn't long, so we definitely didn't like spend a whole lot. Like, we didn't devote a lot of time to that. I just wanted to do it because it was festive and I like overlays.
0: I just wouldn't call it an overlay.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that.
0: I think overlay was too generous for what that was.
1: I mean, you could say the same thing for Space Mountain. They just turned out the lights. Oh,
0: no. Nope. Nope. Nope.
1: I'm just, if the lighting is what you don't consider to be an overlay, it was different lighting and different music in both scenarios. So I just think you have to take that for what it is.
0: Okay. So. There's a difference between different lighting and no lighting.
1: I don't think there is. So, anywho, um, uh, I guess that's pretty much it for Not So Scary.
0: Were there any costumes of, like, people walking around that you thought were really good?
1: Uh, I'm really trying to, like, rack my brain, but nothing is standing out. I guess the one thing that I will say stood out was there were a lot of Toy Story characters, which makes sense. It's a good group costume. Um, But we passed a stroller... Um, Walking into Tomorrowland where they made the stroller RC which I thought was really fun. It had like the big eyes and the whole thing. So I thought that was like a nice little creative touch. That was probably the best thing I saw all night.
0: Nope. Disagree.
1: What did you see? The
0: best one was the family that were Peter Pan and their grandma was Nana.
1: Oh, that was good. Yeah, the grandma she like made a hat to look like Nana and she had the whole like the neck thing and the hat had the little ears. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> that was a good one.
0: I like, I want to steal that one.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that.
0: Lots of Carl and Ellie's, which is expected. Yeah. You always say a lot of Carl and Ellie's. Um,
1: lots of uh, Seven Dwarves.
0: Lots of Descendants yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of teens. Descendants. Or like
1: kids, like pre-tweens, I don't know. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> something like that. But Mickey's not so scary. I think it is still a fun event. I just think you have to change your expectations from years past. It's not something where you get to walk. If you want to ride Big Thunder, you can probably walk onto it. But if you want to ride the rides with overlays or special like live actors like Pirates, I think you just have to pick and choose which ones are your favorite and which ones are the highest priority for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's a healthy way of looking at things, especially since they started, you know, the season pass kind of tickets where, you know, locals can go to every single one. I mean, I think that probably plays a role in it too. And I can't say much about that to complain because if I were in that situation, I know I would do it. So, I mean, I can't blame them for doing that. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So, Um, The last kind of big bullet point that we had for this episode, now that we're pushing an hour, is food, which is definitely one of our favorite things. Each time we go, we definitely have our favorites that we love to hit up and enjoy. But we tried some new things, too. So the first kind of big one on our list was Homecoming, which is in Disney Springs. And I'm purposely leaving off the G because that's how the restaurant is spelled.
0: Maybe you're a true Tennessean
1: now. No, I just have to put that out there. So Homecoming, it is like southern food. They're best known for their fried chicken. And I think everyone in our group got the fried chicken to some extent. I think Becca got a salad with fried chicken, but it still counts.
0: My mom got the vegetable trio. Okay. But I think she ate some of my dad's chicken. Probably.
1: Um, But overall, I mean, it was really good. The chicken was amazing i opted for the chicken and donuts option because they said it was their version of chicken and waffles so just in case i wasn't trying to like carb and sugar up enough i just added the donuts to it um it was good i mean it's definitely not something i think you should eat all the time but it was amazing and i could and I legitimately only ate, like, half of it, so we all took to-go boxes, and it was a good, like, midnight snack later. I guess I ate it midday. It was, like, a midday snack.
0: Yeah. It was... I I would go back to Homecoming. For Uh, sure. I would maybe like to go for their brunch that they have, and I think they have, like, a mimosa bar set up.
1: I'm a big brunch girl.
0: I know you are. So, I I would go back there. So... We had a unique experience at Homecoming, though, because we ran into two friends there.
1: Yes, we did.
0: So Andrea, Isn't It Neat Boutique, we should have looked up their episode numbers.
1: Oh, yeah, we didn't plan ahead enough.
0: You guys can search for them. Mm -hmm. So Andrea from Isn't It Neat Boutique and Brienne from Travel with Brienne, who we've had both of them on as guests were eating at the table right next to us. So (laughs) afterwards, we decided to go grab a drink with them, and we went to the outdoor bar at Wine Bar George, which is our first time there as well. We didn't spend too much time there. I think we both just got one drink. Mm -hmm. Um, You got the – it was like a frozen Dole Whip Moscato.
1: Yeah. I mean, anything with Dole Whip is amazing, so I would recommend it. But it was just a nice atmosphere. I mean, it was midday, so it was pretty empty. Um, But the weather was really nice. Like, we had a nice table with an umbrella. And it was kind of just the perfect spot for us to talk to them and, you know, meet up in person.
0: Yeah. So glad we were able to do that. Um, And then the other restaurant that stood out to me was Garden Grill.
1: And this was one that we probably tried to convince your family to cancel On multiple occasions. Like we booked it because we knew that we were trying to do different character meals. But like the closer and closer it got, the more we were like, "Eh, I don't know if we want to do it. Um, We were even highly considering just like skipping it in general. Like the rest of your family was going to go, but we were going to sit out. Um, Last minute, I decided I wanted to go because Ellie was so cute meeting the characters. Um, And we actually really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever make, like, our top, you know, five or top three, like, Disney restaurants. But overall, the food was good. Um,
0: The character interactions were amazing.
1: Amazing. They came to our tables at least three times each. They just kept coming back. So, I mean, if you are traveling with kids or if you're just, like, a big character person, I mean, that in itself, you're getting your money's worth. 1000%. 1000%.
0: It was really great to see Ellie like she warmed up to them the more that they came back mm-hmm. and like you like she was yelling for him when they came back like the she second, third him. and fourth times like and she was even making the associ- association that she had the stuffed Mickey and like Mickey was standing right there like mm-hmm. she was reaching for it whenever he was coming over. So that alone was worth it. I will say The seating for our group.
1: Because we were a big group. I
0: think it's just for us was pretty awkward Mm -hmm. because we were all facing out. Mm -hmm. And so, and there was even a space between us and my parents where they stuck the high chair for Ellie. So it was interesting. If you have a smaller party, I don't think it would be an issue for anybody else. Um,
1: well, we just couldn't communicate. Like I was on one end, and your dad was on the complete opposite end. Like there was no way we could have talked to each other. No. Um, so it was just a different dining experience. But overall, I mean, it's an all you care to eat, um, kind of restaurant. So you definitely get your fill. You know, you definitely don't walk away hungry. And I mean, I would recommend it to someone visiting. If if you're looking for a character dining, I would recommend that as a as a good one.
0: Yeah. And so for anybody who doesn't know, it's Mickey, Chip and Dale, and Pluto are the characters that meet there. Let's briefly talk about the other character meals that we did, and then we'll move on from the... Briefly. Crystal Palace, not good.
1: The food was good. I'm a fan of anywhere where they'll make an omelet for you for breakfast, because we went for breakfast. The characters got jumbled up, and that was a bad experience.
0: Yep, so if you've been to Crystal Palace, they have kind of the right wing and the left wing. The characters, for some reason, got mixed up and they visited the same side twice. And so so those people on that side met all the characters twice where our side of the restaurant didn't meet them at all until the very end. And basically we had all finished eating, we had paid, and we're just sitting there waiting for the characters to come. Eventually... They got to the point where they just put Pooh and Piglet in the middle of the restaurant and said you had to get in line to wait for them. That's the whole point of doing a character meal is that you don't wait in line to meet the characters. That's my only gripe with it.
1: Yeah, it was just overall it kind of ended up being like a – instead of like a relaxing, fun experience, it ended up being kind of like a tense experience because like we were fine with waiting like Ellie – played with spoons so she ended up being happy so it's not like we had a fussy baby or anything but just like watching the people around us get frustrated and like they would just get up and like literally walk to other people's table and like interrupt you know the characters as they started coming around which is awkward and uncomfortable and then it was just i don't know it it, it happened what was our next character experience
0: the next one would have been the akershus
1: Yeah, so princesses, and we weren't sure how Ellie would respond to princesses because they're face characters, but she ended up really warming up to them. So Belle was there. She was kind of like the first person that you met when you walked in. Um, And then coming around to the tables, you had Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, um, Snow White, and then Mary Poppins. I don't know how she fit into all that.
0: But she was the best one.
1: She was very into character. I don't know if she was the most amusing to us because she was kind of like witty. I don't know if she was the best with Ellie. I think Cinderella wins that prize. That was probably the cutest princess interaction that she had. Um, the food was fine. I think the Crystal Palace breakfast was better.
0: That's probably true.
1: In my opinion. But if you want to meet some princesses, it was nice. Um, I was sad that we didn't get to eat at the what's the Rapunzel breakfast?
0: Oh, the one in Boardwalk. I can't remember the name of it.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to go to Trattoria Al Forno. Yeah. So we'll have to save that for another day. Um but then the last character meal that we had was
0: Tusker House.
1: Tusker House, that's right. Um so another like buffet. But that was really good too. Um, it definitely had, like, a wider variety of food, which was nice because at a lot of those buffets, like, they're just kind of the staple, like, kid fluffy foods, which is fine because I like to eat like a kid. But Tusker House had a lot of different flavors and a bigger variety. So that was nice.
0: I will say there was a shocking lack of beef. There wasn't a – when we were there, there was not a single beef dish.
1: I guess maybe I just didn't notice that.
0: There was a lot of chicken.
1: A lot of chicken. A lot of salmon. They had some ham. Some, some salmon. Ham. Corn dog nuggets.
0: They did have corn dog nuggets, uh, but the character interactions were there were pretty good, as well. This was kind of the start, or maybe this is the second time. Ellie loves Daisy.
1: Yes. Because she had a really great interaction with Daisy. When we went to Epcot, she met Chef Daisy. And even we just met her too. Our interaction probably up there is one of the best that we've ever had. Because she was just so... Sassy. Sassy. Just like so fun. Just a, just fun to be around. Um, and I think she remembered that. So when Daisy came to the table again, she got really excited. Yeah. And
0: it was cute. So, yeah. I would recommend all of them... Crystal Palace, good, as long as the characters are doing what they're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, we had been there before, and everything went according to plan, and we had no complaints, so it was probably just a fluke, unfortunately, Um, but, you know, I guess that's how it works.
0: Tense is a good word. Yeah. The whole restaurant was tense.
1: Yeah, the waiters, we we won't dwell on it, but... Moving on, we wanted to just talk about kind of, like, our overall impressions. Oh, I skipped food and wine. Skirt Back it up to food and wine. Just quickly, um, we'll talk about the different things that we ate. So, we started at the Mexico Pavilion. That's always the way that we walk. I wonder if people always, you know, like, go the same route, if that makes sense. That's
0: a big debate, Mexico or Canada.
1: Well, we're Mexico people. Um, So, we started at Mexico and worked our way around So, the first thing that I got was the, I think they just call it the classic margarita in Mexico, but it has the tajin rim. So, thank you, Disneyland, for, I guess, opening me up to the idea of tajin. It was very good. I would highly recommend. Um, Then we made our way over to China,
0: which... Nope, we went to the Alps. Oh, we that's went... located in Norway. Oh, okay. And that's where they had the melty cheese plates with some, I guess it was Swiss cheese. I think
1: it's Swiss cheese.
0: Um, and then they put that on some bread and some potatoes. And pickles. And some pickles. It was good. The cheese hardens so fast.
1: And because I feel like they were doing it like fresh. I mean, because I had to wait to get it. I guess that's just how quickly it hardens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you got to eat that one quick. It was pretty good though. It was good. Like it was still like gooey. It just wasn't.
1: Like piping hot.
0: No. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next was China. We just got some. Dumplings. Some dumplings from there. They were pretty good.
1: Those were probably my favorite thing.
0: I think they were my favorite thing as well. We skipped India We went to Africa, and we got a meat pie from the refreshment port, which is always there. Mm -hmm. And then we got the coffee beef tenderloin and some wine from the Africa booth. I thought both of them were okay. Nothing like crazy.
1: Yeah. I preferred the coffee beef tenderloin over the meat pie. I don't think I would get the meat pie again. Um because it had kind of a weird aftertaste, like a weird flavor to it. Um, I liked the, I think it was like a sweet potato something like under the beef.
0: It's like a hash almost.
1: Yeah, so I enjoyed eating that too because usually like we just eat the meat and throw the rest away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, w-
1: I think I would recommend it. So the next place we went was Italy and we got basically the glorified chicken nuggets and it came with a good like marinara kind of dipping sauce um and i think that was probably the best bang for your buck there because you got three little like chicken tenders because they weren't chicken nuggets i mean they were pretty good size for six dollars so i mean for food and wine i feel like that was a pretty good deal Mm
0: -hmm. and we we, liked it did we stop there what do you mean did we stop going around the world showcase at that point was that the last thing that we had
1: Pretty much. Yeah, we... We I got guess we,
0: intercepted.
1: Yeah, we made it like halfway through, and then we met up with um, your brother and our sister-in-law, and then they wanted... They were coming from the Canada side, so they wanted to walk the opposite way, so we, we went with them. But that first half was a good one.
0: It was good. However, it was not like flower and garden for me, where mm-hmm. it was like multiple things. Is like oh my, I have to get this again. Like, make a note, star, asterisk, underline, highlight. Like, we have to get this again. I feel like everything was okay.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. We weren't crazy about anything. And maybe we just didn't make it far enough around. But, eh, it was okay. So, now we can move on to our overall just kind of impressions and things. Um, I'd say overall the weather for this time of year when we went down was really nice. Um, there was really only one day that was kind of like uncomfortably hot. Um, and we just definitely needed to like go home and take a break that day. But I'd say like in the mornings and in the evenings, it was like the perfect temperature. And of course, like not having the sun helps a lot, but it was nice. We enjoyed it. I think it was cooler in Florida than it was actually up here in Tennessee most of the time. So that was like a fun break for us. Of course, as soon as we came back, it's like 50 degrees in Tennessee now. But I liked the weather. Um, I liked being there with your family. I think it was definitely a different experience because we're so used to just traveling, the two of us, or just like having us and my sister there So it definitely did cause us to kind of stop a lot more often than maybe we do and kind of take different things in. Um, But overall, I mean, we definitely recommend going with your niece because it was a great time. I don't know. What were some of your kind of takeaways?
0: I feel like this time more than ever, and it may have just been because we had the stroller with us most of the time, Mm -hmm. the transportation just – was a lot of times a really big inconvenience,
1: yeah, and i I don't even know if it was like the stroller, like I don't want to just blame it on that or whatever, um, but I think on our last couple trips, we got used to just like ubering places where my sister would drive us because we are maybe somewhat impatient um and this time we did pretty much strictly use Disney transportation. And there were some issues with the monorail every once in a while. So, like, you'd have to walk to the TTC or you'd have to take the ferry boat over to Magic Kingdom, which is kind of, I mean, the perk of being in the loop resorts is being able to just hop on right there um, with less of a crowd. The buses, especially to Hollywood Studios, I mean, they just took a long time. And it's probably just because that's where everyone is trying to go. But that took a while, so I think we definitely had to be patient. Um, And unfortunately, kind of sticking with the realm of transportation, when we went, it was maybe just like a week after the Skyliners opened up. And as we were driving to Disney World that very first night, that's when, like, they crashed and they went down and they never...
0: No, we were sitting at Trader Sam's when it happened.
1: But it was still that first night. Yeah. Okay, so it was that it was still that first night that we were there. Um, but the Skyliners, if you haven't heard, go read the article for it yourself. But some of them ran into each other, and people were stranded for hours. And then, of course, they never came back that was kind of the end of the Skyliners so it makes me maybe semi happy that we didn't ride them because that would have been unfortunate to be stuck there and like be thirsty or have to go to the bathroom or something for hours but we were sad that we never just got the experience because we just wanted to ride it like a short distance like a one-way trip just to say that we did it um that we may never get that experience now. (laughs) So
0: I mean, they'll eventually have to open them back up. They made too big of an investment to just scrap the idea altogether. That's true. It might just be quite a while before we we get get to do that.
1: So no Skyliners for us. I don't know. I guess the last thing that kind of stood out to us was just the different ride breakdowns. And this is something that I feel like we talked a lot about when we went to Disneyland because those rides also broke down a lot. And the funny thing is for us in Disney world, it was space mountain, just like it was space mountain in Disneyland. So maybe it's, we just have bad luck. Maybe we're bad luck charms.
0: I guess so. I mean, they're both pretty old rides. So I guess that probably contributes to it as well, but it's just, It's something that you can't avoid, that you know is going to happen. It just became somewhat annoying at some points.
1: The other ride that I just thought of that broke down twice on us was Slinky Dog.
0: Slinky Dog did.
1: And that's a brand new ride.
0: Yeah, once when we were in the queue and then once for extra magic hours. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's part of it. You have to adapt and plan for things like that to happen while you're on your trip. But especially when you've waited in the queue... And you don't get to ride it. It is such
1: a bummer. Yeah.
0: It's one of the worst feelings that you can have.
1: Yeah. Especially because you can't get that time back and they don't just like give you another fast pass for it. You know what I mean? Like not that they necessarily should because that would be a lot of people, especially for Slinky, that you have to accommodate. But you almost like wish. I don't know. It's just an unfortunate situation.
0: Yeah. Anything else?
1: I think that was really it i mean october is probably still our favorite time of the year to go to the parks just in general um and i'd say that was pretty true for this trip too
0: yep weather was pretty good the crowds weren't too overwhelming besides that one halloween party night yeah every other time i never felt like overly claustrophobic or anything Mm -mm. um briefly we did see epcot forever not really worth talking about temporary show and it shows that it's temporary.
1: I agree. Yeah, I definitely. I'll be excited to see. I think the new permanent show and just what they're able to come up with, because you could kind of tell that it was just like eh, put together. Like I think the meaning behind it is maybe like nice a nice sentiment, but the show itself less something to be desired.
0: Any figment fans like me will enjoy portions of it for that reason. Yeah. But other than that, I, it's not nearly as good as Happily Ever After.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I think that's going to about wrap it up. I know we have some listeners who are big fans of the long show. So, hopefully, this week was able to appease you because I'm pretty sure every single one of them was either over an hour or close to it. Yes. So, we will be back to our sort of normal programs Next week on Monday, we're going to do an interview that some of you have been asking for for a while. And it's with my brother and Greg, who are my other two co-hosts for Kingdom Outcast. So you'll get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look into their Disney stories and kind of how Kingdom Outcast came to life. And so hopefully you guys enjoy that on Monday. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, just tune back in on Monday and... We'll talk to you guys later.
0: Yep. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.